Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right. I guess we're on. This is a virtual work search team podcast episode one. Lee, thanks for joining us on the sideline of the soccer field there, man. Yeah. It's a, hopefully the, the kids screaming is not too bad. But as you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of a techie. So technically this is uh, episode zero. <laughs> yeah, we're in Alpha Beta Charlie or something like that. <laughs> wow. Anyways, we've got we've got a rough outline agenda here. You know, we're we're just gonna go down some key points about job search. Um and those points are just you know, the the job transitions happen and yeah. then we're just gonna talk about defining what is a job search actually uh, and how has that changed and then lastly we'll just wrap up with hey if you find yourself in this mode which we'll find out on point one <laughs> we all it's not a quick matter of um, if it's a matter of when you know yeah, and then right. uh, we'll just talk about <laughs> what should we should do when we're in that mode so Kicking it off here, um, you know, layoffed, fired, or quit. Now what? You know, um, yep. there's a stat here. I think from Department of Labor it says about one third of the total workforce will now change jobs every 12 months. Um, by the age of 42, you will probably have already worked about 10 jobs. I know that's true for me. What about you, Lee? Oh, definitely. I think the last place I was at, I was there nine years and had 12 jobs. So, yeah, the, I think yeah. the trick is, I think the trick that I like to focus on is uh, changing jobs, normal. Let's not change companies as often. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's I, the hard part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, there's several stats here that, that is going to happen. Um any tips on, I guess, how to position yourself? Like, what should we do to prepare for that, knowing that it's most likely going to happen? You got any thoughts on that, Lee? Well, based on that stat, I think it, you should be in the position of always be looking, whether you're mm. you're laid off now or or you're fully employed. You should have a stance of always being prepared to uh, state your value to the firm and uh, to the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It doesn't hurt to attend a BJM or something every now and then too. Maybe if you're, you know, yeah, if you're on vacation, even if you're not in job search mode or even a job fair or something, right? Yeah. Our friends at BJM will always, uh, arms open, ready for you to either volunteer or be an encourager or, or be part of the, be part of the search. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Networking, um, you know, staying. I like to stay connected with um, people in my in my Who network. Mm -hmm. That comes from a book which we'll list in the show notes. Uh, the power of Who. Um, you know, stay connected with people and and help people because you know you want to you want to pay it forward. You're you're gonna be there. It's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when, right? So, um. 
and yeah, just look for authentic ways to help people. And, um, you know, just a friend's got to be a friend. So I think uh, a lot of the job seekers uh, I work with get shell shocked by suddenly finding themselves looking for work. So, you know, we take for granted our work email account. We take for granted our work phone number. And that, that seems to be the contact information everyone has for you. And so when you're not there anymore, how do people find you? Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, that's something that you got to make sure you're giving out your uh, personal email address or collecting personal email addresses and phone numbers um, on on your network. Right, right. Lee, tell us a little bit more about that, that the, the work search team that you lead. Um, we didn't do much of an introduction here at all. Yeah, so so I, tell us who you are and what you do. Yes, yeah, so I lead uh, four teams. And each team consists about between eight and 15 job seekers. Uh, they're all working together to hold each other accountable, share their network, share their uh, connections, share their discoveries. Um, how often is it that you're, you see a perfect position online and then you go to do some research on it and you find out that it's not for you? Well, in this network, you, you often know somebody that would be a good fit and you can send them that way and uh, be a good candidate, vice versa. They do the same for you. Hold your, hold them account, hold each other accountable, kick your butt, um, remind you uh, what you're supposed to be doing, staying on task. You know, you, you miss that, that team. You miss your team from work. This is your, your new work team. This is your, your mastermind group and your encouragement throughout the week to, uh, to get, get it, get her done. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I know it was very valuable to me to be part of the Forest Green work search team that, that you lead. Um, and I know, I, I guess that gets us into, you know, what is job search actually? Um, you know, we know it's going to happen. So now can we define it? Um, how is it different now, I guess, than it was maybe maybe years ago? What's been your experience there, Lee? Yeah, times have uh, definitely changed. I mean, when you're when you're working for a single company, you're you're there for life, and it's just not that way anymore. You uh, change companies, you change industries, and so do all your friends. So to keep that uh, network alive and and uh, get the inside scoop on uh, on what what is going on, because companies companies easily find qualified talent, but they're what they're really looking for is fit. And so fit is, is very subjective. It's hard to uh, measure. So what a lot of companies do is, is really rely on fit by being a referral. So if you're a referral into a company, they almost assume fit because if, if you're friends with people who work here, then you're probably similar to the people who work here. And so that gives you a huge leg up in the HR process to be a referral. And uh, to get those referrals, you just have to have that, that network. Yeah. Yeah. There was something you said there about that. Um, it, it, it can happen suddenly, you know, that you're not ready f- to be in the, the networking mode. You're so focused on your job. I think is what you said that you lose contact or even how to network, how to stay in contact with these valuable connections. I know that was my story. I worked four years um, in the Marine Corps right after high school. 
and you know working for the government how you know how uh likely are you to get fired doing that <laughs> so <laughs> felt pretty secure didn't didn't feel like i had to um network i guess mm-hmm. And I, I think a lot of military people probably have that same experience. I mean, you're in the lean, mean, green fighting machine and you, um, you know, you get, you're all working for the government and doing, doing what you need to do to get it done. Um, so you kind of don't have to even think about marketing yourself sort of, um, well, the job market and then, 10 I years mean, it, ago was, yeah. was very different than it is today. I mean, a company will put out a job posting and within 15 minutes have a, a thousand resumes ready to look at. So that, that's, that's new. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it's, it's overwhelming. The HR departments that, uh, are, we're working with fewer resources and they now have more data than they can, uh, they can process. Yeah. I've heard HR also referred to as human resistance. <laughs> Well, because that's that's a good it's that's all a about good the point. Data, right? uh, yeah, I, I my definition of HR is human risk department. Really, they are the risk management department of companies to uh, make sure that they're not taking on uh, risky uh, situations or risky employees. So they really are the department of uh, risk mitigation. So they're looking to rule you out, not rule you in. They're not looking for top talent they're looking to just reduce risk right right so i think that that covers that job search is really about marketing yourself i think i think it would be safe to say that job search is really like full-time sales i mean you have um to, to get a job you have to sell what you do best to the marketplace. You have to convince, persuade, influence yeah. the marketplace that you are the one that they should pick. It, and that that's really a sales process, yeah, right? Just like, just like the sales process, it's it's hard to close a deal with, the, with an empty pipeline. So while you're working, you need to make sure that you're constantly uh, keeping your pipeline full and, and primed. And, and uh, that way it's not uh, such a, um, huge momentum shift to get it, get your job search started. That is a really key statement, Lee. I think, um, I think what you're talking about there is a sales process. Um, I, I haven't done a lot of business business selling, but I have, um, been a part of a sales coaching type program just because I see the similarities and I'm really, really enjoy learning about that and developing the systems around it. So what kind of sales process do you recommend for uh, the folks that you work with? Well, in, in the job search work teams, what I, I like to, to say is we're teaching a lifetime skill of you have these two typical pools of people who know what you do in one pool and then people who love you in the second pool. And so what we're trying to do is teach everyone how to make uh, people who live in both of those worlds, uh, you have more of those people. So people actually know what you do and love you. And so it's, it's a two-step process. That's, first of all, um, making sure that the people that know what you do learn to trust and love you. But the second part of that is the people who love you make sure that they know what you do. And that's uh, 
that's a it's mm-hmm. a two step uh, two funnels that you're trying to fill from both angles. So on the people that know what you do, you know that that they remember what value you bring to the table and uh, teach them to uh, to love you back by loving them first. So add value to them. Um, not don't be asking them for a job. Be asking them how you can help. Um, you're available. So mm-hmm. hopefully, if you're in sales, mm-hmm. you know how it is that that uh, you show up uh, sometimes unannounced with gifts. With knowledge, with wisdom, that's something that, uh, you know, man, this guy's really a value to my life. Uh, I want more of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's how you work that side. And, and on your family side, you know, they love you. They uh, they spend all their holidays with you. they out on the soccer field with mm-hmm. you, but they have no clue what you do. So it's a process of educating mm-hmm. them and introducing them to your work world. And uh, so they know you're a professional that delivers excellence in this category. And that way they can uh, serve as a reference center and uh, help with the proper network. Yeah, become comfortable with communicating your uh, about your search, communicating your strengths and your target companies. I mean, those are two key things that you recommend to have top of mind all the time. Yeah, target companies. yeah because often people don't. I mean, it's pretty normal that uh, in America we identify – ourselves but what we do but so how even though we use that uh it's so often we don't know what everyone else around us does even though that's that's the that's the model uh so but we do know where they work it's like i don't know what my neighbor does but i know they work for xyz company i don't know what i don't know what my cousin does but i know she works for uh acme brick or whatever you know whatever the company name is uh they they seem to know that and they can hold on to that Who's hiring? They don't know. Unless they're an HR or they're a recruiter, they don't they don't know who's hiring. Um, so it's a very small right. small market if you try to focus on people who are hiring. But if you focus on who do you know at these target companies, that often uh, opens up the uh, opportunity for other people to help you. They can, they can help you with that. They can introduce you to their next door neighbor, their cousin, their uncle, their their friends from church, whatever that may be, because that's the part they do know. And that's the kind of information I like to keep, you know, on top of my mind is what someone else's strengths are and what their target companies are. I know I like to ask if, if I'm talking with somebody who's in search mode and even for myself, like you said, always be prospecting. You're, you know, you always be a, even if you are working, thinking about what your strengths are and obviously your current job would be your existing client. But if you're in sales, you're always looking for more clients. You're looking for more ways to communicate your strengths. So you're sharing, you're asking people to share with you and you're looking for helping each other, looking for ways to help each other. But it's hard to help if you don't know what somebody's strengths are or what their target companies are. If they're not communicating that, it's really difficult to be able to pull that out of somebody. Right. right for sure. Yeah. They, they really want to know what companies you want to work for. That's step one is, is my introducing you to the right uh, set of friends that I have. And then within that set of friends, they almost rely on their friends to help validate your skills because they don't, they don't know your skills either. Um, 
And so they're going to need a process for understanding that you're not a slacker or you're you're someone of high quality that that they should be able to be proud to share as their friend versus embarrassed. And you kind of you earn that trust by you know proper follow up and uh, good communication. So it's important that when you're communicating with your network, not to be formal all the time, but do be uh, professional. Do just because they're your friend doesn't mean you get to to uh, misspell words and have poor grammar. You still need to. You uh, I mean, you can still, in this day and age, you can use emojis and all that good stuff, but uh, you definitely need to be uh, writing emails that you wouldn't mind your new mo- your new boss reading. Right. Right. So we've said that uh, job search is going to happen. We've said that it's mostly um, synonymous to a sales process, and we all need to be thinking about what our process is. How do we keep the pipeline full, and how do we move opportunities through the pipeline? And then um, the last thing is, okay, if you find yourself in job search mode, what are some key things that, that you ought to do to get started? I mean, say we got, you know, we got the notice that we're going to be in job search mode next week. Yeah. Really. What, what, what would you recommend somebody getting started? Well, the first thing that you should already have, and hopefully you have this for your unemployed, is, is you need to have your, your current contact list. Uh, like we talk about in the power of who, you, you need to, to have, you know, in my opinion, uh, at least 100 to, you know, maybe minimum 50 people that you're, that you really know well and they know what you do that you would reach out to first. But, um, that, that's, that, that list needs to be solid and current and in a safe place that's outside of your, your former work. But that, that's, that you're not ready. That's the marketplace. You're not ready to go to the marketplace. The, I, we have five things that we consider must-haves before the product is ready for the product of you is ready for the marketplace, and um, those those five things are business card, thirty-second commercial, your LinkedIn profile, your resume, and a marketing plan. Marketing plan I, I always say for last, but that is actually the most important plan and the marketing plan consists of you know it's your it's your go-to-market strategy how are you going to sell yourself it includes what's your target market uh, meaning what target companies what target geography what target salaries are you looking for um, that way as you go through this emotional process you don't um, over discount yourself or uh, get nervous and decide you know what i really i didn't want to move within a 25 mile radius but here's this I'm getting desperate. Here's this job that requires me to move a different city, and I'm going to take it. And so it just it protects you from um, getting desperate, but it also helps you think about, well, how low of a salary am I willing to take? Um, because when you first start looking, you're going to say, I want the exact same salary. But the reality is by the end of your marketing uh, plan, you, you there is a minimum that you're willing to take that to keep food on the table, to keep disrupting your, your your private life, you know, family moving or moving kids from the different school districts, stuff like that. And so in that marketing plan, you have, you kind of have your, your, uh, your value proposition to the market, you know, what's your job title that you labeled you going to have, what is it that you're only, what skills that only you bring to the table, your target salary, your target geography, and then 
uh, an area that people really don't quite understand. We mentioned target companies, but they just don't go deep enough. Um, I really pushed my team to come up with 27 companies that, that they, they'd want to work for. Um, typically, when they first come to me, they, they probably could think of three or three or four. But uh, that really, you need to go deep. You need to have 27 companies. And throughout your job search, it's really just a process of eliminating those companies uh, from that list. Uh, you know, looking for culture fit, opportunity, network. How can you get into those companies? Much more focused approach. Yeah. Good, good. So, you mentioned have your contact list ready. Um, and you also mentioned the work search team as being a key component. So, you know, if we were to be in job search mode next next week, hopefully we already have the contact list and we've been cultivating you know, our, our network all along. Um, tell us more about BJM, I guess, and the work search team. Yeah. To, I, I know for me that was a critical component of every search I've ever been on. Yeah. The, the work teams are an extension of your of you. They're, they're a sales force that you've employed. So part of our, our time together is educating your team members when they're out there networking, um, that they're, they're looking for opportunities for yourself as well. Because we, we pretty much do two, four types of networking. Uh, first type would be general networking. This is just, uh, what I call the three foot rule. Anybody that you come in within three feet of, uh, you should, you should get out of your comfort zone, introduce yourself and find out about them. And uh, tell a little bit about yourself and add that to that general networking uh, contact. That's why you need those business cards. We, we, we preach that uh, you need business cards. And so a lot of people focus on the content of that business card. But the reality is the reason why we give out business cards is to get a business card. So the quality of that business card is not as important as having one because we want to keep the ball in your court. So if you if you think that passing out business cards is going to get you a job, they're not going to look for a job for you. You need to keep the ball in, in your court and get business cards. And so when you get those business cards, they may not necessarily be good contacts for you because you're looking for target company contacts. You're there, They might be someone for your team. <clears throat> but if you're using the three-foot rule, you're, it's not really a chance to be selective. So... Um, after that, you've, hopefully you're networking into a contact at, at your targeted company. We call those uh, target miscellaneous. We don't; they may not necessarily be uh, people that that you would work with or work or work for within that company, but they work at your target company. So now they're kind of an insider. They can help na help you navigate the culture and maybe even the HR process. But you're asking those target miscellaneouses to introduce you to people in your target market. So say you met someone in accounting, she, your next door neighbor works in accounting at one of your target companies, and you want a job in engineering, she could probably help you with that. And so once you've been introduced to uh, someone in engineering at your target company, we call that a target peer. And your target peers or you know, people you'd be working with, it's a good chance for you to test the culture um, see if these are people that you want to work side by side with. These are the people that you would ask for a referral uh, from. And when once you earn their trust in your in your skills and that you know, they like you and they and they know what you do, you ask, hey, can I can I meet your boss? Love to work here. And they mm -hmm. it usually almost goes the other way around. It's like, man, we'd love to have you here. 
can I introduce you to your boss, to my boss? And so that, that, mm-hmm. that gets triggered. And when you meet the boss, the boss gets to decide, is this someone I want on my team? If this is, so that's, we call that a, a decision maker. So once we found a decision maker, the goal is to add value to the decision maker and to the point that they're willing to submit you to HR. Now, a resume coming from a decision maker almost always gets the interview. And that's, that's the goal. Is right. if, if I get a resume, if HR gets a resume from someone who's looking to hire someone, they go, of course. Uh, I want someone, and so yeah. the resume yeah. also doesn't become as important anymore because it passed the uh, hiring manager test. And so, uh, as long as there's yeah. no major uh, disqualifications on your resume that HR is looking to disqualify you, like we talked about before, you're going to make it in, or at least get pulled out of the stack. You know, if there's a thousand resumes, the the ones that the hiring manager recommended are going to get pulled to the top. And then ho- hopefully you behave and you make it through the HR hurdles and and uh, pass all the drug tests and pass all the sniff tests that HR likes to do and and then you're in. That's right. That's right. Well, just to wrap it up, we've we've hit our limit here, Lee. But uh, we we talked about again that job search is going to happen. Uh, it is a sales process, and you need a team. And so, guys, we just encourage everybody to. Continue cultivating your network. Uh, get on a team if you don't have one, and um, be be a, a valuable team member to, to somebody else. And so, thanks for taking the time to listen to this cast, and we'll catch you on the next one. So, thanks for taking the time. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.